Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reborn podcast, the show designed to help you keep a pulse on the fast-changing world of brick and mortar. As the world reopens and operators race to meet the rising expectations and demands of experience-driven post-COVID consumers, it's more important than ever to stay ahead of the curve and understand the trends and technologies that will shape the future. In each episode, we'll interview successful operators, subject matter experts, and leading thought leaders who will share their insight to help you prepare yourself and your organization for what lies ahead. Here's your host, Bobby Marhamat, CEO of Radiant. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Nadina Guglielmeni. Hopefully, I did that right. Did it great. <laughs> awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you have a you have a great background. I'm excited to kind of dive in and, and learn all about you and, and kind of yeah. what you're doing now at Vitamin Shop. Yeah. So I'm Vice President, General Manager of Marketing at the Vitamin Shop. And I'll, I can tell you a little bit about the Vitamin Shop and then go through my background. Maybe yeah. Works. So the Vitamin Shop is a specialty retailer. It's global, omni-channel, and we've been around since the 70s. And the mission of the brand is to provide customers with trusted products, guidance, and services so they can live their best, healthiest lives. We are based in New Jersey. And we sell a lot of vitamins, minerals, uh, specialty supplements, sports supplements. So if you've been in our stores, you've probably gotten a good sense of all the great stuff that we sell. We're online, offline, omni-channel, so both. And I've been with the company for about five years. But I started uh, working in e-commerce in the beauty business. I was with Estee Lauder starting and building some of their first e-commerce sites, uh, which was a great experience and a lot of fun because it was brand new, new technology new way of working, a little controversial at the beginning. And then from there, I worked on the brand side. So I worked with companies like L'Oreal and Pfizer, really doing more brand marketing, worked within advertising agencies, both PR and creative agencies, bringing advertising to life, focused mostly on retailers, and then jumped right into a retail environment like the vitamin shop. And what's been really fun about my job is I've been able to pull a lot of my experiences together across all of the things I just mentioned into one role. So at the Vitamin Shop, I oversee customer, customer analytics and data, research, our loyalty program, digital marketing, above-line marketing, integrated marketing, and all the marketing we do for our own private brands. So it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's actually my third job working for Vitamin Shop. So familiar oh. with the brand. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. hopefully you, you had a great experience. I had a great experience. A great brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell us what led you to the vitamin shop. What brought you there? Yeah, you know, I was working and consulting, working for a consultancy, and the vitamin shop brought me in. Um, they were one of my clients for several years, and they just had an opportunity that was really interesting to me. I'm, I'm usually really cautious about the roles I take on. And it was, a again, it was just this really wonderful opportunity of bringing together at that point, a lot of siloed area. So loyalty and CRM were a bit siloed from paid media, siloed from integrated marketing. And I was able to bring it all under one roof, which gives me a great perspective of the customer and how customers are behaving, but also what we need to do to change and move customers to buy our services and products or even just to engage with us. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's awesome. What has you been in your retail career? Talk me through some of the 
the best kind of companies kind of pre- pre- previous to Vitamin Shop that you worked at? Yeah. So all the companies I worked at were really experts in, in different areas. So L'Oreal, incredible product development company, the machines and how they bring com- brands to life, how they mine competitive data, packaging, marketing, sort of visual representation. So I got a really good foundation from both, uh, from L'Oreal and Estee Lauder as well, which I so appreciate. And all of the learnings I got there, I I still carry with me today. I had incredible bosses. My boss at L'Oreal is still somebody I really revere. He taught me a ton about brands and bringing a brand to life as a personality, not just sort of a stagnant product. And then working with other companies like Pfizer, really much more challenging when we're talking about pharma because of all the legal rigor you have to go through to convince customers or to get even expose customers to different products. So learned a lot there. I did a lot of technical work within Pfizer. So it kind of helped me better understand what's under the hood of a website or even other marketing assets. I did a lot of builds for them, which was great, great experience. And then when I went on the advertising side, I really worked more for big boxes. I worked for Target. I worked for CVS. I worked with Microsoft. I worked with Kohl's. So I got a lot of experience with like big box department store and other sort of types of brands and retailers. And again, every whether it was working within a PR agency or an advertising agency, all of the things I learned from these brands, because they have very... The one thing sort of bigger companies do really well is they codify processes. So I'll give an example. One of my clients was Unilever, and Unilever had a really great model for how they would bring their agencies together to come up with a campaign. Um, they had sort of this interagency model, which a lot of brands do, but I actually took that model and brought it into the vitamin shop. So everybody, uh, different channels have a seat at the table when we're thinking through what should we do next for either a particular launch or campaign or ourselves. And we all talk about it. It's a very democratic process. And that's sort of what I learned at Unilever, also machines that launching products and campaigns and innovation. And I brought sort of a lot of the processes that I learned in my experience into the vitamin shop. And that certainly was one of them. It's how we built our integrated marketing team was around sort of this interagency model. And even some of the thoughts around, you know, how do you launch a product or a brand? Some of the the simple things that I learned from working with the Unilevers or the CVSs of the world, I've also brought into the vitamin shop, you know, asking the question around more of the customer, you know, what behavior are we trying to change for this customer? Why should they buy this product? Where do we need to be? So really making sure that we're asking all of those questions before we head into the tactics. So all of the, the things I've learned have really benefited the work I'm doing today for the vitamin shop, which has been, again, a lot of fun. What a phenomenal background. That's a lot of great companies you worked with. That's awesome. As you think about, and you know, all of us really know the Vitamin Shop brand, uh, such a great brand, but can you walk us through a little bit of, uh, so we can understand some of the, the scale that you're operating at today? Yeah, I mean, we are over a billion dollars. So I would say we're in the size of retailers, kind of mid-sized. What's hard about that, obviously, our resources are tight. We have to be really efficient because we're not a big brand with lots of resources, but we're not so small that we're without. So we're about 700 doors. We're global. We're just starting to franchise. And as far as channels and activities, you know, we function across email, SMS, direct mail. We have a website. 
a good portion of our business is run through digital commerce. We have an app. And I think I said we also are starting to franchise some of our yep. store. That creates a whole other sort of model for marketing so that the complexity of what we have to do is there. In some ways, the fact that we're not too, too big allows us to be nimble. We're a pretty flat organization. So we get to hear from people across our organization or groups to get ideas and push ourselves forward, which is a benefit. But we're meaty enough where we're, we're doing some pretty fun and incredible things. Makes sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. What's a day in the life of Nadina look like, uh, you know, yeah. and what you're doing in marketing? Yeah. So I usually spend my time across four areas, more or less. Uh, one is talking to my team, whether it's projects, doing team touches, looking through data or results, or even making sure that everyone's feeling, you know, excited about the work we're doing. In marketing, it's sometimes hard because you get good results. Sometimes you hit the nail and everything goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. So you have to always kind of motivate your team to be okay with all of those scenarios. And then the other part is looking at, you know, are we delivering to our customers today? What do our customers want next from us? I'm often looking at customer data or new data that we have. And then what are we doing about that data in the future? How are we changing in you know a year, two years, three years? So sort of future planning. So what's the next thing we're going to invest in? What are we doing next year? And how are we delivering results this year? Love so it. really one of those things that I'm uh, focused on all through the day. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, one of the things that, of course, we focus on is help brands, you know, think about brick and mortar, the growth, the experiences they need to create. And coming out of COVID, I want to call it coming out of COVID. Uh, one of the things that is, you know, uh, front of mind is how to create some of these experiences to keep customers coming back to brands. What excites you most about the world of brick and mortar? One, I think there's a lot of momentum around brick and mortar today. You know, what you can get in a store, whether it's interacting with what we call health enthusiasts or sales managers who are incredibly educational and have huge resources of knowledge, that one-on-one relationship is hard to build online. So for me, brick and mortar the value of understanding both the online and offline world and how the two work together for the customer is the magic of brick and mortar today because both are so essential. But walking into the store provides a little bit extra that you just can't get online. And certainly the relationships we can build with our customers are very unique. So we often get notes and emails from customers about experience with a store manager or a sales associate because of how they went a little bit extra or the information they had or how they helped them. And that's really where a lot of the magic happens at the vitamin shop. We spend a lot of time and effort educating our employees on what we sell because supplements are complicated. It's hard to know what to take. You know, there's always something new. There's always a new trend. These are things you're ingesting and putting in your body. So we want to make sure that the advice we're giving our customers is really good. And I think that shows with what we offer. We also try to bring in experts a lot to our stores. So we do a lot of, we work with our third-party brands and we bring in influencers or anybody who's notable to create a little fun for our customers and excitement or educational experiences as well. 
so that we can, again, keep surrounding our customers with education or they get an opportunity to meet one of their heroes who's also maybe has a a product or a brand that they're also selling. So those experiences that are different are really critical. And we are specialty. So uh, what differentiates us is that we focus on what we sell that's differentiated from what you might find in in a Target or a Walmart or a Whole Foods. We want to make sure that we're bringing the latest innovation, that we're a little bit faster, nimble, or perhaps it's that new brand that will someday become a garden of life, which was an early partner of ours when they first kicked off. Those kinds of things and experience that we want to bring in our stores, those products and brands are really important. So our customers are first to get access to some of these amazing new innovations and brands in the the supplements industry. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, you know, one of the things that you touched on is that convergence of online to offline. And, you know, one of the, the big areas that a lot of companies are focused on, especially in retail right now. What strategies do you uh, use to ensure, you know, customers re- receive really that consistent experience across whether they're buying from you in a store or online? Yeah. I mean, consistency is all about uh, process, internal process. And that's something we, worked, uh, me and uh, our head of creative worked very, very hard at codifying. We have a very specific process that allows us to plan across all of our channels with a degree of consistency. And it all starts with, which is something we build very early in the year, a calendar with what are the themes of the year, the quarter, the months across different areas. And everything is hinged on that. Promotions are hinged on that. Brand launches are hinged on that. Uh, messaging is hinged on that. And then ultimately the creative we provide. Obviously underneath that is some personalization because uh, you want to make sure that you're speaking to customers a, a little bit more one-on-one. We sell a lot of products and you may not want supplements. You may be more of a gym rat who wants a pre-workout. So we don't want to sell you a supplement or tell you about a sale on a supplement if you're looking for a different product. So there's some personalization, but the consistency and the experience we deliver in the store is really critical. And something our our CEO, Sharon Lighty, uh, really believes in, you know, she expects us to bring to life really consistent experiences that we're executing with excellence. She tells us this all the time and we all take it to heart. So it's really critical, but it's that process end to end that we use or, you know, from our planning to then our delivery to then reviewing our material. And it's also how, again, how we've democratized working together across whether it's store or e-commerce or within marketing that really makes everything come to life in a consistent way. Absolutely. Absolutely. As you've been putting some of these strategies together, and I love the ethos, by the way, as you've been putting some of these strategies together, how does technology take a play in, in, in what you're doing both now and kind of in the future? I mean, there's so many exciting new things in technology. I always say that, you know, marketing today is as much as the creative and the idea as it is the technology that drives in the sort of, it's the engine of everything we do. It's allowed some of the personalization that we can offer an email. It's allowed some of the personalization you can see on websites now as well. And the pieces I'm excited about that are coming to life, though not perfectly, but I think it'll get there as some of the AI fueled predictive modeling and a sort of delivery that we're going to start seeing more and more in the future where I don't have to guess, you know, what does a customer want, but based on behavior, who they are, what they potentially, some of their, our first party data that we have, 
you know, what they might want next. And that's what I, where I get really excited because while we use a lot of models and, and we have a lot of our own modeling and some AI, I think the future will be much more driven through technology. And that just gives marketers more room to be creative. It means we're doing a little bit less of pulling data, feeding data, and we can actually think more strategically about how we want to hit customers with which message. So really excited about the world of having growing our first party data while being obviously cognizant of privacy rules and continuing to figure out how do we create a machine to deliver that data or leverage the technology to deliver that data in a seamless way so that we're not so much in the weeds of, you know, pulling data and looking at customer data and then giving a data pack to somebody, uh, which is uh, way too time consuming. So lots of exciting things happening in marketing right now. And it's, it's it's a great time. Absolutely, absolutely. As you think about here, the future in the next few years of brick and mortar retail, you know, of course, there's talks of, you know, potentially going into a recession kind of early next year, et cetera. But as you think about the future of brick and mortar, whether it's next year or the next few years, what, uh, what gets you excited? Well, I really love the idea of kind of the experimentation I've seen from some of the bigger boxes on retail media networks, like the Walmarts of the world that have created the retailers as advertisers, as sort of an advertising network, which is really new. Like maybe five years ago, it was all about brands being publishers and content farms. Now it's really about, well, we can be a content farm, but we can also host the content ourselves and get paid for it across our network. And I think that's amazing. It provides a whole new revenue stream for retailers. Again, fueled by technology. So you need to have the right technology and you have to have the right infrastructure for this stuff. So nothing with technology is easy to get done. But I'm super excited about that as like a new area and avenue of sales. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about metaverse and NFTs and sort of Web3. I think that's a little bit farther out. You know, I I love what some brands are doing. But as far as are those the things that are going to help me kind of build and fuel and grow our bottom line? Not quite yet, especially in our category, but certainly something to watch. It's very interesting. Interesting to see how younger consumers interact in those spaces so that we can figure out how to fit there when the time's right. But right now, you know, retail media networks, I think is really interesting. So in the short term, that's really kind of where where I'm more interested in to see, you know, how the results coming out of the Walmarts and the Targets who are already playing with some of these things to see what they're getting out of them and value and how we can organize ourselves to deliver something similar in the future. Yeah, I think retail media networks especially come up a lot. Uh, I think it's, it's that. And also, I think the big thing that we're hearing kind of high level is, uh, you know, AI-based analytics, uh, to your point of like, how do you get the same stats that you get usually on your website? within a store store environment so you can make better decisions for customers and help them make better decisions for their buying buying patterns and things they want to buy, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. You know, the connecting of customers across all of your touch points is still not perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, for marketers, the biggest challenge for us, and we are a line on a spreadsheet that's easy to cut for our any financial leader. So the biggest struggle we'll always have is attributing a sale to us uniquely. Yeah. So the better foundation we have around analytics and data and customers and what's driving their behavior, 
And that's where AI and all of these machinations really help. The more we can prove the value of what we do every single day, and it's less of conjecture. It's less of something like, you know, for PR, people always talk about earned media value, which is really sort of out there and and doesn't mean much. So I think the future is really helping to solidify the attribution for marketers across everything they do, both online and store and how that all works together. And I think that AI plays a, a big role in that. And some of the things I'm seeing from different vendors, it's really exciting. So definitely looking forward to connecting all the dots and never having to guess, (laughs) or at least having more and more informed ways of making decisions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a that was a wealth of information. Thank you so much. Before we let you go, what are some pieces of advice that you give to other retailers as they're trying to grow in 2023? And, you know, maybe they want to grow store count, maybe they want to grow exposure, maybe they want that convergence of online to offline and really making that customer experience great. What are some of the biggest pieces of advice that you have for them? I think at the core, uh, really understanding their customers and process, internal process is critical because once you have your customer data and an easy process that you can follow across your organization, you can deliver to your customers. You know, getting a customer to walk in your store is never easy, but your biggest as a retailer, the biggest piece of advertising you have is your store because people drive by your store every single day. So how it shows up, how people show up when they come in, you have one shot to get them in and then keep them there. So your crafting, your retention plan, crafting your acquisition plan, and then crafting everything in between, I think is is really, it sounds like fundamentals and they are, but those are the, the things that you just need, the basics in order to, especially if you're a new retailer, to just get your your wheel going with your customer. Um, and if people love you, they'll come back. And you know you want to make sure that you're also continually innovating for your customers so that they're not just back for three, five years, but their lifetime value lasts a bit longer than that. I would also say understanding things like lifetime value, how much do you want to spend in marketing, what's worth it, you should know that stuff as a retailer looking at the basics, like how much do you want to spend on acquisition per customer? What's worth it in giving you the right return? All of those fundamentals, I think, are just really important so that you're not overspending or over-investing in any one area. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much again for spending some time with us today. Our listeners are really going to enjoy this. I appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it as well. Good to see you. You too.